Adult content intended for an adult audience only as this contains explicit words, thoughts, and ideas. The content of this story is purely fiction and not intended for anything but the enjoyment of the listener. If you do not agree with the themes listed in the tags, please do not listen to the story. All characters engaging in sexual relationships or activities are 18 years old or older. This story was found on a free website and brought to audio form here. I did not write and take no credit for this story. Please visit the link in the comments to further support this author. This podcast is part of the Erotica Podcast Network. Support us on Patreon to make requests for subjects you would love to hear. Thank you to those who have already reached out. Melanie and her coach by Azarian. Chapter 01 Being the head teacher at an exclusive Australian private school has its benefits, believe me. I've got a fairly cushy job, good money, school-subsidized rooms in one of the halls of residence, and well the rather attractive young ladies who attend. Now before you jump straight to the end of my story, accusing me of some simplistic setup and hackneyed scene from some fantasy copied out of a penthouse forum from the 80s, let me state quite categorically I have never ever felt any mad lust for the female students I teach. I've a fiancé who keeps me satisfied, and to be honest it's bloody hard to even countenance some shenanigans with a cute little year 11 or 12 student due to the very strict policing of teacher-slash-student fraternization by the school's principal. And let's not forget the cops take a dim view of a 38-year-old teacher doing something he shouldn't sexually with 18-year-old girls. But this was all before I met Melanie. Melanie had come to our school on a scholarship from country South Australia, where she had excelled in soccer. Her mother couldn't afford the fees normally charged by our school. Her father had died in a farming accident when Melanie was only six, but the local member of parliament was an old girl of ST, and she had heard about how good Melanie was and thought she could score some points with her constituency by lobbying on behalf of the local athlete. Melanie had been caught up in the excitement like any country kid dazzled by the chance to travel to Sydney, and was not a little cocksure about her ability. Her mother's doubts were assuaged by the MP who kept telling stories about the excellent sporting, academic and moral environment her alma mater offered. And the final kicker was that aside from the financial benefit one of our recent graduates, had just secured a position at the Australian Institute of Sport. I don't want to sound immodest, but I made sure that Kathy, my star in the state championship team of three years ago, excelled so she could fulfill her potential. So when Melanie arrived at my staff room office, with Principal McLashen, I wasn't totally unprepared for the kid from the back blocks who was supposedly the best 18-year-old striker in South Australian girls' soccer. What I wasn't prepared for was how pretty she was. In her white blouse, red tartan skirt and sensible new black shoes and white anklet socks she was like a red-headed Lolita. Not too tall, but certainly more athletically built than other 18-year-olds, I couldn't help but notice the swell of a slightly larger-than-normal teenage bust. Catching myself before I stared too long, I welcomed the principal and Melanie into my office. Hello, principal. Is this the star recruit you promised me? McLashen smiled paternally at Melanie. Yes, Mr. Daniels, Melanie Ryder is her name, though I know you already have her details from the registrar's office. I want you to take special care of her. She could get this school back on the state champion's scoreboard in a way not seen since 2002. And between you and me, he leaned closer to me trying but not really succeeding to speak sato voce in front of Melanie. We need good stories like Miss Riders to get some decent press and maybe drag in a few more wealthy kids. I nodded agreeably, as McLashen was a decent principal if a little avaricious, and of course he signs my paychecks. Then I turned to the girl who was trying to look uninterested in her teacher's conversation. Well, Melanie, I've heard good things about you. But, and I winked at McLashen as I said this, me and the team at ST don't give a lot of credence to PR stories from backwater newspapers or some self-promoting politician. It'll be in the classroom and in my case on the soccer field where you'll need to prove yourself. Give me your best and I'll get you where you want. Slack off or try and slide through with minimum effort, and I'll make sure you go back to your tiny dusty town, and you'll only get a job as a checkout chick. Understand? Melanie looked at me blushing, taken slightly aback. Her sporting talent and probably her looks had gotten her so far, further than she possibly expected considering her background. Now, she was facing a reality that was more intimidating than she expected. Of course I was laying it on a bit, but I thought from the get-go I'd get her to understand who was boss. So, do you understand Miss Ryder? Yes, sir, Mr. Daniels, sir. She stammered in a nervous, light voice. 
McLashen interposed before I could say any more, or look into Melanie's sapphire blue eyes or stare at her trim body. Come along, Melanie. Chemistry starts in ten minutes and Mr. Bosnak doesn't like his lessons interrupted. Mr. Daniels will no doubt grab you for soccer practice tomorrow. I smiled at the principal, gave a curt little nod to Melanie, and then returned to my paperwork, as the two turned and then strode down the corridor to the science block. As I heard their footsteps receding, all I could see in my mind was the very perky look of Melanie in her uniform. Daydreaming about her naked gave me an almost instant hard-on, and it took at least half an hour of writing up your seven evaluations to cool my lust. Chapter 02 Unsurprisingly, it took a little while for Melanie to settle in. Her first few weeks at ST was without a doubt a shock to her system. I heard some stories about how some of the rich bitches from her history class had given her the cold shoulder, and her English teacher Miss Jones told me Melanie's academic skills were probably half a year at least behind her classmates. But all her supervising teachers, when they submitted Melanie's first term evaluation to McLashen committed on how driven she was to achieve something. And unlike her ability in absorbing calculus, William Shakespeare, ketones and Kingshan economics, she was a pure natural on the soccer pitch. By the middle of second term we were running neck and neck with Our Lady of Dolas in the state's soccer championship, with an impressive twelve wins and two draws. In almost every game Melanie had scored at least once, and in an amazing effort down in Wollongong on a wet and miserable Thursday afternoon she slotted home four into the net. Her talents both won her friends and enemies on the team, and as you can imagine some petty schoolgirl jealousy sometimes meant she wasn't given the support she needed on the field. But motivated by a combination of a desire to see my team succeed, plus a growing desire for Melanie, I made sure that any hint of ill-discipline or willfulness from Melanie's teammates was squashed with the selective words, the occasional sacking from the squad, and in the case of Eliza Phillips, the eldest daughter of a property developer on Sydney's northern beaches. When I heard her abuse Melanie in training one day I actually asked McLashen to suspend her from all sport and extracurricular activities until Phillips apologized to me, Melanie and the rest of the team at school assembly. McLashen raised his eyes when I asked this, but submitted to my request because he thought I was only doing what he asked for. Support in his drive to keep Melanie as a poster girl for school recruitment. Now Melanie herself, while she sometimes looked at me or spoke in a way that was circumspect about how I was coaching her. She never complained about my endless drills for dribbling, took notes when we watched some video of each opponent team and sometimes gave me a look that would kill if I took her off earlier than she wanted because I was trying to protect our best asset. Aside from a few yes Mr. Daniels and the occasional pleasantries passed between coach and student after a win, we didn't talk too much. Then again, I wasn't interested too much in what she had to say. I was more and more obsessed with how she looked, how she performed on the field, and secret fantasies involving her, and I fucking our brains out. It would probably have kept on like this till the end of the soccer season if it wasn't for a phone call I received from an old mate of mine who was a leading coaching assistant for the Australian women's soccer team. Bill rang me because he'd heard on the grapevine about this red-haired kid who was developing into an Aussie answer to Mia Hamm, and he wanted to know more. So, what's the drum, Andy? That writer kid any good or what? I smiled at Bill's eagerness. Not too bad, mate. She's got a good right boot, can also score with the left, and isn't frightened of using her brain when there ain't an obvious path to the goal. With the right supervision, she could be worth taking along to Beijing. Bill's voice was loud and laughing. Christ, it'd be great to finally have someone who can put the ball in the back of the net. Some of the older types in the national team are getting as slow as boogery and between you and me sometimes I wonder if selections are made because of let's so politics instead of real frigging talent. The rumors about female soccer players' sexuality was always out there, and Bill and I had heard at least one story about a senior national player being caught in flagrante delicto with a Cambodian girl in the change rooms at an Asian invitational tournament about three years ago. Gotta laugh at you and your soccer boot-wearing rug munches, Bill. Which I did. Maybe I'd better not let Melanie out of my sight till she's a card-carrying heterosexual. We both laughed inanely at my unapologetically sexist joke, before we swapped some more details and stories. The upshot was I convinced Bill to attend our top-of-the-table clash on the following Saturday against Our Lady. And when I put down my phone, I smiled a true smug shit-eater's grin as you may say. For I'd finally worked out a way to see what I could do for my favorite star player. Chapter 03 On the Friday afternoon before the big game I ran our weekly training session as per normal. Some running, 
A scratch match between the front 11 and the reserves, a bit of ball control work, penalty taking and finishing up with some sit-ups. The ground was muddy and in the process all the girls got dirtier than they would have liked. But the promise of hot showers and a night relaxing back in their dorms kept them going till the two hours were up. Standing on the sideline, with dusk falling I watched the girls run around. Melanie stood out like a sore thumb, with the ball sometimes stuck to her as if it was made of steel and her feet magnets. I couldn't help but stare at the way her top clung to her bouncing tits, mentally calculating them to be about AC cup. Thankfully Melanie and the others were too obsessed with closing out the training session to see me perving. It was time. Blowing my whistle I then called over to the girls. Come on, that's enough. Save it for the game now girls. Waving the last players down, I indicated to them to head for the showers. Go on, get cleaned up. You all look like you've been dragged through the mud. If only your boyfriends could see you. I laughed as I poked a little fun at my teenage charges. I knew most of the 18-year-old girls in my squad were seeing either boys from Street Dominics, or may have had a feller going to the local uni. Except for, I thought, Melanie. Melanie, I said as I walked over to her. Can I have a word with you now, please? She looked at me with surprise. In my office, thanks. Before she could answer, I turned and walked back to my staff room. I expected her to understand this wasn't an invitation, but an order from her soccer coach. She followed, still wet and dirty from the muddy soccer pitch. When I entered my office I could almost feel the back of my neck tingling from the quizzical look Melanie was giving me as she followed. I stayed silent as I turned to meet her, but offered a small smile. Close the door please Miss Ryder. Melanie did so. Come here. She walked over, the clack-clack of her soccer boots echoing on the tile floor. You know Melanie, I'm very pleased at your efforts. I said as I sank into my chair. Very, very pleased. Thank you Mr. Daniels. I try. Melanie grinned, perhaps a little unsure of herself but confident in her own abilities to assume I wasn't going to say anything bad about her soccer playing. Do you, in everything? You see, at this point I picked up a yellow manila folder, opening it without Melanie seeing what was inside, I know how good you are at soccer. But, a flash of panic sparked in her eyes. But what, sir? Melanie shifted uneasily, from right foot to left, and back again, her hips rising and falling. Well, I've been told that you're failing maths, English, and economics. And if you fail any one of those then bang goes your scholarship, bang goes your dream of going to America and playing professional soccer, and it's back to that tiny speck of a town you grew up in. Melanie's face blushed with worry. And here we are on the cusp of not just beating those snooty bitches from Our Lady tomorrow, but also I might be able to put in a kind word for you with the coaching staff of the national team. I look square at her with a mix of disappointment and encouragement. Shame isn't it, Melanie? Oh, Mr. Daniels, sir, what can I do? What, um, can you? Ah, help me. I don't want to flunk. I want to become a soccer player and be like that girl and bend it like Beckham. You know. Melanie gave me a pleading, pouty look that for some reason gave me more resolve for what I wanted to do. What I needed, even if it was wrong, morally reprehensible, even probably criminal. You know, I could speak to your teachers. Take the blame for monopolizing your school time. And also pass on some recommendations to the AIS, whatever it takes. I stood up and moved closer to her, her head coming to just about my chin. You look really filthy in those clothes, Melanie. You've got your skirt muddy, your boots are in a mess, and those shorts look soaked. I think I know how we can both find a mutually satisfactory way of solving the problems you've brought into my office. Melanie's eyelids hooded her blue eyes. She knew something was brewing, but her own 18-year-old obsession to get what she wanted rooted her to the spot. What do you mean, sir? You want me to do something in exchange? I smiled warmly at her barely aware naivete, as I snaked an arm around her shoulder. You see, Melanie, even though I'm twenty years older than you, old enough to be your dad, doesn't mean I don't like the idea of seeing more of you. You know? Melanie recoiled from my touch, her face now upturned and a scared look crossed her. Scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. And I languorously let my arm fall down behind her back till my right hand nudged the damp black soccer shorts she wore. Mr. Daniels! I, I, what are you? Melanie protested but I raised my left index finger and pressed it to her lips. Melanie, I said using my best teacher-in-charge voice. Do as I want, as I say, and you'll keep your scholarship and get a trial with the national team. I promise. My hand stroked her firm ass as I drew her closer. Okay. 
But sir, we, I, um, we can't. I don't know, don't wanna. Melanie was now confused, scared, but also acutely aware not just of how sexually charged the moment was, but also that I held the cards. Don't wanna. Doesn't mean anything, Melanie. Either you play by my rules or you don't play at all. At which point, as I mumbled this into her right ear, I leaned in and kissed her cheek, my hand on her but slide along the fabric-covered cleft of her crack. Mmm. You feel great, baby. I couldn't help myself. My brain was now controlled by my dick, and the touch of this eighteen-year-old schoolgirl was giving me a hard on that had cut diamonds. But sir, Mr. Daniels, sir! Melanie's protest grew stronger, and a hand balled into a fist and punched at my chest. Stop, please! I can't do this! Too late, Melly. I drooled as I put both my hands around her tight backside and lifted her towards me, rubbing my penis throw my tracksuit pants against her belly. What coach wants is what coach gets. Or Melanie goes home. My throaty voice was muffled by Melanie's mouth as I clamped my lips on hers and kissed her. Greedily and with a force that surprised her. Ah, uh, mister. Melanie's plea was lost as I latched onto her mouth and hungrily kissed her. I could feel the globes of her tits squish against my chest, the dirty jersey leaving marks on my top as I held Melanie tight in an intensely erotic grasp. Her legs kicked futilely as I kept her pinioned against me, my right hand now sliding down between the elastic of her shorts and her back. I didn't care about her resistance. I wanted to fuck this teenage schoolgirl so bad I'd damn the consequences. God, wanted you so bad so long, Melanie. I breathed as I briefly stopped kissing her. Feel how rock hard you've made my prick. Melanie twisted and squealed a little cry as I pushed against her, again and again. Her eyes were darting round the room and her fist kept smacking against my chest. But I was too horny to pay that much attention. My only concern was getting this fiery redhead teenager out of her sweaty mucky soccer gear, and then doing what I wanted with her naked, vulnerable body. Melanie sobbed. Oh please, please Mr. Daniels, stop please sir, don't hurt me. I'll be good, promise. And as she begged I kept her clasped tightly. Then as she tried to kick me and squirm free, my hand finally dove deep between her shorts and her panties from behind, invading her ass crack with my fingers. Oh no. Melanie's cry was matched with a shudder, as I dug deeper, guiding a finger between her wriggling cheeks, trying to find her pussy lips. Like a cruel joke, as she tried to escape my hand kept shifting, violating her till, with another sob and my own gasp of success, I wedged a digit into her dry vulva. Shit yes, got a finger your clitty Melly. I burbled as I started to rub and frig her cunt lips. Melanie was shedding tears in a growing flood as I assaulted her poor pussy flaps, but her flailing legs were now immobilized. I took the opportunity to slowly push and pull her with me to the edge of my desk as I masturbated her labia. Sir, I don't, uh, don't like this. Oh, no. No. Be quiet and do as I say or I'll make damn fucking sure your scholarship and your soccer career disappear. With this cruel observation I used my left hand to tug down her shorts, exposing her bare thighs and curled up panties as I kept wanking her. Rub my cock or something worse is gonna happen. Melanie stared at me with a look mixing hate, fear, sadness, and something else, something distant, as her fist that had been hitting me uncurled. Tentatively, with teardrops splashing on her cheeks, she tried to put her fingers down my track pants. Stop stuffing round, girl. Get a wriggle on. At my command, she reached in and found my seven inches of stiff, erect cock flesh. Rub it, Melanie. Never, ah, never done, this, sir. Melanie cried. Still her fingers flexed round my shaft, and as we stood there, stomach to stomach, her small hand pulled at my prick as my fingers pistoned into the nub of her clit. With each thrust her hand on my cock shook, and her mouth let out little o's, tinged with pain, surprise and perhaps a little pleasure. I held the whip hand, and the schoolgirl tugging my cock was going to have to submit. Chapter 04 When Melanie grasped the shaft of my erect prick I felt a shock of sexual electricity burrow deep into my groin, and my balls tightened involuntarily. I'd been masturbated, touched, caressed, and wanked off by plenty of women. From my earliest handjob, my stepsister Al who babysat me one night when she was 19 and I was 13. But that's another story. To the infrequent tugs my fiancée Belinda gave me when she was too tired to fuck, I can honestly say none thrilled me as Melanie's naive efforts right now did. Her hand held me as if it was wrapped round a snake's head, too scared to do anything to aggravate it, but even more scared to let it go. I looked down into the wet pools of her blue eyes and whispered. 
You even had a man's penis in your hand, Melanie? And no. No, sir. She stammered back, going beet red as she shifted against my fingers between her labial lips. Do you like the feeling? Like how stiff and fat my prick is? Um, do I have to? It depends, sweetheart. At which point I refocused my energy on massaging her clitoral bud. Because if you want me to help you stay at school, get that opportunity to go to the national soccer squad, well, you have to play by my rules. Melanie opened her mouth in a noiseless, oh, and then grasped my cock shaft a little more firmly, gradually pulling back and forth. I want to make the team Mr. Daniels. Honest, I do. Well then, let's make sure you do, baby. Melanie's eyes closed in what I took to be a capitulation to my lust, and whilst her body wasn't yet totally betraying her I made an extra effort to get her wetter than she was between her thighs. Open your legs a little more for me, Melanie. Open them for teach. As Melanie did this, with some reluctance I thought, I lowered my head back to her face, and then nuzzled my mouth against the nape of her neck. My tongue briefly touched the skin, leaving a slick spot of saliva, before I crushed my lips against her neck just under her ears and kissed her feverishly. My free hand went to the back of her head, pulling her closer to me as I feasted on her eighteen-year-old body. And as I did this, her fingers curled round my cock kept yanking nervously and with a reluctant eagerness. Her ass cheeks grazed the edge of the desk as I assaulted her pussy and clit with my exploring fingers. Uh, oh sir, please, don't, don't. Melanie's tremulous voice sounded like she was in fear yet also like she was ready to let go of herself. I've been told by a few of my lovers that when I kiss their necks and at the same time gently circle their clits with a caressing digit it's one of the best ways they can get aroused, and as Melanie was twenty years short on experience compared to me it was probably no real contest. I may not have got her panties pushed aside willingly, and her cunt wasn't opening up to my violation with any ease yet. But I could feel the rubbery wet skin round her vulva moistened slightly, and her breath came in shorter gasps. You know Melanie. I returned to gazing into her eyes, as we kept mutual masturbating. Maybe you need to do more than just wank my cock, or have your clitty rubbed. Maybe if I'm going to help you make your dreams about playing soccer professionally come true, well I need to find out how flexible, how fit you are. I knew these were silly, almost schoolboyish double entendres but Melanie was not focused on my jokes. Instead she was now lost somewhere between sobbing out against the sexual assault I was forcing on her, and letting go so she could relax and enjoy the ministrations of an older man on her nubile body. I didn't care, I just wanted to fuck her now. Mr. Daniels, you promise I'll, um, you know, get into the, oh, into the team? The little minx may have been more of an athlete than a thinker but she knew that her body was at least part of the leverage in our illicit sexual transaction. She didn't want me to rape her, but if she found my molestations pleasurable, and it got her where she wanted, she could take some satisfaction from that. I promise you, sir, I'll do what needs to be, oh, done. I've never let you done on the field, have I? Melanie's eyes looked back in mine now with a gaze that was part defiant, part resignation. We both knew that what I wanted and what she wanted were two mutually beneficial things. But what I was going to get wasn't being given, it was being taken. Let go of my cock, Melanie. I ordered my schoolgirl soccer star and turned round facing the desk. I removed my fingers from her quim, the scent of her juices barely perceptible. Melanie did as I said, but she couldn't help but ask in a frightened tone. What do you want, sir? Is there something more I gotta do? Uh huh, Melanie, I replied. Let's get these panties off you. I let down and grabbed the sensible white cotton knickers at the hem, tugging them downwards. Melanie's trim ass wriggled a little and she looked back at me as I almost tore her undies off with eagerness. Please don't tear my panties, sir, she whined. I don't have many pairs and mum can't send me money for new ones. I didn't pay much heed to her concerns about family poverty. I just wanted to bury my dick deep into her 18-year-old pussy. Chapter 05 With her naked but now exposed, my cock shifted with a big twitch in my track pants. I knew what I was going to do, if ever discovered could mean jail. My engagement would end double quick if my fiancé found out I screwed a student, and Principal McLashen would fire my arse. But when I dropped my pants and then reached round Melanie's hips, while well, all concerns about the ramifications of what I was going to do to Melanie melted away, with my seven-inch penis brushing against her left inner thigh, I whispered into Melanie's ear. Lean forward and put your hands on the desk. And spread your legs. I grasped my hard circumcised dick and pushed the glands against her clitoral hood. Ever had a cock there before, Melanie? No. 
No, sir. Melanie shuddered as she replied. I'm a what? I'm a... Melanie's head dropped. Virgin Mr. Daniel, sir. I suppressed a cry of excitement. The object of my lust, the schoolgirl I wanted to force fuck was going to have her cherry popped by me. By her 38-year-old soccer coach. Thanks, God. I mumbled to myself, as I stroked my cock head along her slit. A few wisps of red pubic hair brushed against my cock, and as I reached up to grope her ripe teenage tits. My hand scrabbled under her soccer jersey, and as she shifted in some discomfort from my mauling, her bum bumped against my groin. My dick felt thicker and harder than it had ever felt before, and it was dying to sink into Melanie's virgin cunt. One thing, Melanie. I spoke as I cupped her boobs, feeling the small nipples of each breast against the palms of my hands. I never wear a condom. I hate them, okay. What? Oh, no, sir. Melanie almost yelled in shock and disgust. You gotta wear one, sir. You just have to. The schoolgirl leaning over my desk, bare-arsed and being groped was literally twisting and quivering in fear. Earlier moments of willingness, of making a deal with herself and with me to let me fuck her were now something she regretted. I didn't care, even though I guessed immediately the concerns she had. You're not on the pill, are you, Melanie? No. Oh God, please don't, sir. I'm not. Too bad. Just have to take your chances. I smirked as I started to stab my dick into the folds of her pussy, slowly with great care not to rush and come too early. Got a hard on that's ready to bust your hymen, Melanie. So shut up and take it. My penis inched inside her tighter than tight vagina, and as it did I could see the bluish-purple skin of the head and shaft gradually disappear into her pink cunt. Melanie started to cry, her weeping giving me a perverse thrill as she sobbed and begged. Please stop, sir. Please, please, don't, sir. I don't like this. It was the most powerful, the most sexually aroused I have ever felt. And the feeling grew exponentially as my dick hit the membrane that marked her as still a girl. Hmm. I think Mr. Daniels has found Melly's cherry. I laughed as Melanie cried. And I think it's ready to be broken. What do you think, Melanie? My rhetorical question was met with a shake of her head and a move forward that almost unseated my prick from her taut not quite wet pussy. Now, now, don't be such an ungrateful, silly little girl. Sir is going to help you play soccer for Australia someday, sweetheart. I probed back harder, and as I sank my penis in again into her invaded twat I squeezed her tits. Ow, oh and oh. Melanie squealed. Oh yes. I emphatically said back it was time. With the body of my star schoolgirl soccer player almost impaled on my uncovered cock, I decided it was now or never. This may sting a little honey. I said to Melanie, then with a grunt I ran forward. The first feeling I had was of some vague resistance, then, as Melanie cried out in pain and shame, I tore her maidenhood, ripping her cherry and making her pussy mine. No, 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 no. Please stop, sir. Please see. Melanie cried out in a high-pitched anguished call. Help me, please. Somebody stop him. Whilst I knew that no one could hear her, thanks to the secure nature of my office and the relatively late hour in the school day, I still had to make Melanie stop. As I sawed back and forth inside her pussy, the mixture of hymeneal blood and a little vaginal juice lubricating her raped cunt, I removed my right hand from her right breast, and then brought it down with a loud smack on her shaking, wriggling bum. Stop complaining, Melanie, it's either this. At which point I thrust deep inside her vagina. Or being expelled for poor grades and an O shot at the national team. You understand? I slapped her but for added emphasis and Melanie responded by simply sobbing again, and looked back with her big blue eyes brimming with tears. Oh, but sir, I'm not on the pill. I was gonna save myself and you know. Melanie murmured this plea as I kept fucking her. What am I going to say to my husband when I get married? What will happen if the principal finds out? What if? Melanie shuddered, and I wasn't sure if it was agony, pleasure or fear. What if you ejaculate, and I get, she whispered, pregnant. Well, I guess that'll cut short your soccer career, huh, baby? Be something else to see a teenage mother with a swollen belly playing international soccer. I cruelly smiled and dismissed her begging look with another ferocious push-up inside her cunt. Now push back, enjoy it, Melanie. Let yourself go. And anyway, you sporty girls don't have periods often, right? Melanie looked back at me and grimaced. I had one, ah, uh, about two, oh no. Weeks ago. She gasped out so, my red-headed schoolgirl and fuck toy was possibly fertile. This put me in two minds, should I keep screwing her and fucking her brains out, and hope to hell when I came she didn't get knocked up? Or should I pull out? 
Or should I just stop? Nah. I said to myself. So what if it happens? In for a penny, in for a pound. I leaned back down so my mouth was leveled to Melanie's left ear. Tell you what my dear, sir will come in you so you better just enjoy it. To reinforce this I shifted my right hand down and around, so I could stroke her pubis and massage her clit from the front. And this should make you feel better, ah. I panted and groaned as Melanie's pussy involuntarily reacted to the new stimulus, tightening and flexing. Oh God. Uh, oh no. Don't dot stop. Melanie begged and cried as I fucked her from behind. It's not right, not fair. I don't want it. Don't please stop. Don't stop you just asked? I pointedly questioned her as her legs buckled a little and her arse jutted back against my groin. I think you like this. I know I do. I then pumped and fucked her without uttering a word. Just groans and moans escaped my lips as I repeatedly pushed my cock deep inside Melanie's moistening vagina. Even though her movement was minimal, even though she kept whispering in a chant she didn't want me to come in her, I could sense her pussy muscles grasping at me every now and again, and her butt bobbing back to me. Her mind was saying no, but her 18-year-old body was getting used to the idea of being fucked. Reach back and feel my balls, Melanie. I ordered after about five minutes of solid, lustful fucking on my behalf. They're heavy with spunk, all for you. Melanie shuddered again and again. I wasn't quite sure, it could have been a racking sob of shame, or maybe a small tremulous orgasm. Did you just come, Melly? Ha, huh, did you? The schoolgirl impaled from behind on my dick didn't say a word, but her head nodded almost imperceptibly. I'd brought Melanie to her first climax, albeit a small one. It was at this point I knew I could do what I wanted. Chapter 06 my cock was slicing into Melanie's freshly violated pussy with a staccato of thrusts, and as the bulbous head of my prick tore through the last vestiges of her chariot seemed to quicken her cries, her moans, her contortions. I brought my little teenage soccer star to her very first vaginal orgasm, impaled from behind by my stiff seven-inch older man's dick, and with her tentative first climax subsiding I decided she needed more than a hard-fast ramming. How was your first come, Did coach make you feel good? All twitchy in your tummy and lower? I probably sounded patronizing and teasing as I probed both with my questions and my cock but Melanie was too absorbed in her physical reactions and her vulnerable position to pick up on my inflection. It pleases me no and I was the one who popped you cherry Melanie, helped you to come for the first time with a man's dick wedged deep in you. I wasn't sure, but as I uttered these words the lightsome body of my student seemed to shudder, and I felt a stronger grasp by her sticky-walled cunt around my phallus. Oh sir, sir, Mr. Daniels. Melanie moaned. I, I don't um, like this. Please don't come in me. Melanie simpered as she begged, but her pert backside pushed back at the same time and her left hand didn't leave its shy grip on my semen-heavy testes. I stopped squeezing her perky tits, relaxed my control of her waist, and brushed my right index finger along the cleft between her two bum cheeks. What's that? Melanie asked, a low sob in the back of her throat. Just a little extra stimulation, Melanie. Lean forward, take a deep breath, and think of all those dollars you'll get when I help you become a professional soccer player. My finger touched the brown pucker of Melanie's anus, and when I did this she involuntarily quaked. Oh please, Mr. Daniels, please stop this. I want to go home. I couldn't stop. My evil angels impelling me to first steal Melanie's innocence, then to penetrate her without a condom, now made me rim her butt whole, dipping slowly inside the taut rubbery ring. Melanie squealed and shifted, her knees buckling and her torso twisted against the varnished teak of my desk. Yet even though she was sensing a new degradation of her eighteen-year-old body, and she knew she was being taken against her will, her physical stimulation counterbalanced all this shame, and she uttered a low moan of pleasure. Ah, uh, oh sir. Stop. Melanie's half-yearning, half-wailing imprecation came from her like a sigh and as I inched forward with my finger inside her bum, my cock stabbed deep, mashing against her cervix. Fuck me back, Melly. Push your sweet ass towards coach's cock and finger. Uh, fuck yes, opening you up so you'll always remember the feeling of Mr. Daniel screwing you. Melanie's body twitched once, twice, three times. As it did, I felt a stronger pulse around my penis, buried as it was a good six inches past her pinkish, thick cunt flaps. Yes, good girl. Come for sir. My free hand stroked her ass, then returned to massaging the erect nipple on her right tit. You learn fast, sweetie. Very, very fast. 
Oh, Mr. Daniels, Melanie mewed. I don't like this. I hate you, but, oh no. Fuck. Her faint voice was wrought with her own confusion, sexual desire and shame. She whispered, as if she was talking to herself or to the gods themselves. Fill me, sir. Don't hurt me, but make me come again. My ears burned, my balls rose in my sack and my cock seemed to stiffen further as I heard Melanie's reluctant request for another orgasm. So, as I pumped rhythmically inside her pussy, my index finger inside her poop chute popped out with a slightly wet plop sound, and I guided it under my shaft and put the tip against her clit. My uncovered cock speared inside her now sopping cunny, as I began to circle her bud with the smelly finger that had previously opened her back passage. Unhygienic, yes, but another degrading step towards controlling and stimulating my teenage victim. Chapter 07 Melanie's soccer jersey was now bunched up at her shoulders, exposing her back to me and also letting me glimpse from an angle the crushed flesh of her teen tits, pushed down against my desktop. Her groans and moans of protest were more and more intermingled with gasps of pleasure. The wailing and sobbing that marked my first raping stabs up inside her now busted cherry pussy were no longer to be heard. Melanie was whispering a guttural mix of low sensual cries, the occasional, No, oh no, or, Please, sir. And for one heart-stopping moment, I swore she said, Fuck me deep, bang me harder. I leaned over her exposed butt, my stomach pressing against her bare skin. Melanie, Melly baby, you want coach to make you a star? Make you the biggest best thing to hit girls soccer? Want me to? Punctuating my questioning with three fast hard stabs of my dick and a rub of her clit. Want me to give you more orgasms, sweetie? Tell sir what you want, go on. My mouth was close to her left ear, and I nibbled a lobe after I murmured my queries. Melanie's eyes closed and opened, the blue corona around each pupil expanding with what I took to be erotic pleasure. Yes, Melanie, take Mr. Daniel's dick and feel how big and filling it is. Oh, sir, I never ever knew, ah. Uh. The schoolgirl under me let slip a whimper and firmly jutted back into my lap, her thighs shaking and her cunt getting wetter. I want you to use me, mold me, make me come make me famous, make me rich, just fuck me. I'd won. The red-headed soccer player who had excited me, teased me with her virginal body and her naive willingness to do what I wanted on the field had been tricked, ravished, and now conquered so that she knew that she had only one goal, to do what I wanted. If she ever made it into the national soccer team, or became a professional player in America, the origins of her sporting success would always be mixed in with her submission to me. And foregoing all the niceties of good society, or even the legal ramifications, which considering she was 18, two years older than the age of consent, possibly negligible, it made me feel incredibly powerful, amazing alive and desired, as I kept poking, probing, pushing my unsheathed prick into Melanie's taut sopping cunt. Love fucking you, Melly. Love drilling your cunt. My voice grew hoarser, my breath a little labored. And your pussy loves my dick, huh? Yes, sir. Melanie sighed. Want another come? Want you to fuck me deep and long and hard, Mr. Daniels? Just. I withdrew my penis slightly from between her satiny inner folds. Just what, Melly? She looked back at me, her face flushed, her eyes red-rimmed but sparkling. Just please don't make me pregnant. Please. I was almost touched by her plea. You want me to pull out? Maybe come on your back or face, or somewhere else? Uh, my back please sir, anywhere but inside me. I know I'm probably ovulating. And if I get knocked up, people will ask questions. Even now, with her pussy dripping and stuffed full of my invading cock, her molestation turned into a submission to my own libido, Melanie still wanted to win some concession from me. Retain some dignity, some control, some innocence. Well see baby, we'll see. I pumped again and again. And perhaps even if I do shoot my spunk up you, there's no guarantee you'll be knocked up. The tone of our conversation was laden over with sighs, grunts, and groans. Never ever wear a raincoat when I take a shower. I said partly to myself. Oh God, sir. Mr. Daniels, you're hitting my cervix. I swear, uh... Fuck, fuck. All the talk of my coming was giving me that mad desire to shoot. My balls, hanging heavy with sperm, bounced against Melanie's inner thighs, and I slowed down my fucking just enough to pull out totally from her ravaged cunt, to then slip it back in with a messy slurp sound. Watching my seven inches disappear between her pussy lips was the most beautiful, most erotic, most fucking hot thing I've ever seen. And I felt it too. Melanie. I groaned. 
Yes, Mr. Daniels, ah, uh, sir? Come for me and I'll come too. I'm nearly there. Oh, sir, remember. Ah, fuck, on my back, please. Please, sir, please. Melanie panted and her body again began to shake. Her ass jumped and shuddered, and I felt her cunt walls close tight around my engorged prick. Don't come in me, sir. I beg you. My teenage victim's hopeful begging aroused me more and more. I could feel her pussy quivering, and as I reached back to cup her tits I was drawn deeper in her, not shallower. I wasn't overly keen on knocking Melly up, but the urge to dump millions of swimming spermatozoa up in her womb was incredibly hard to shake. I'll try, uh, try to pull out baby. Fuck, fuck, yeah, fuck me, fucking you, you chichich, yes, yes. Oh no, don't come yet, sir. Melanie squealed, her body trying pull away one last time. Not inside me, not inside. She chanted, cried, gasped. Not in my pussy. Uh, oh, fuck, yes. C charis y. With an almost superhuman effort, my dick retreated from its deeply nestled position at the opening to Melanie's womb. As I felt the first incredibly powerful contraction in my balls, my cock slid out of her ravaged cunt, covered in a glistening film of pussy juice, blood, and precum. Thank you, sir. Oh, thank you. Melanie lowly keened as I grasped my dick and pointed it straight at her pulsating anus. Her butthole was opening and closing a little, and her sobs indicated to me she was coming, possibly just as much from relief as from sexual stimulation. Not this time. I growled to her and to myself, semi-consciously promising us both another fuck session where maybe I would breed her. But this time we wouldn't get her pregnant. Gonna come on your ass, yeah, come on your poop shoot. Almost yelling out my wicked promise, the first pulse of hot sticky spunk sold my dick, then came splashing in a wet jetting spurt, hitting her right on her ring hole. Ah, uh, fuck yes, coming. Then another clump of creamy baby batter spat on Melanie's ass. And another, and another. It felt like a flood of cum was draining from me and dribbling down from Melly's goose-battered bum. Thank you, Mr. Daniels. Oh, yes, oh, thank you. Melanie moaned with relief and orgasmic pleasure. Looking down I saw her own right ring finger caught between her thighs, diddling her own clitty. Lost in my own humongous orgasm, I lost track of pleasing my little soccer princess. Oh, yes! Melanie shouted with a bestial cry, experiencing one last stomach-churning climax. Slowly, almost imperceptibly I pulled away from Melanie's cum-streaked bum, seeing a few rivulets of my spunk dribble down over her pussy lips. Clean yourself up, Melanie. I harshly said with my own dirty desires satiated. If you don't want my kid growing inside you better wash that cum from your twat. Melanie looked back at me, rising gingerly semi-naked from the desk where I had violated her. Her face only just a lighter shade of red than her hair and her fully erect nipples. Was that okay, sir? She whimpered. I did what you wanted, didn't I? You'll help me get into the national team, won't you, coach? Melanie looked into my eyes, then cowed by my staring back she scrabbled for the cotton panties and her muddy shorts that lay a few feet away from the scene of her sexual submission. Yes, I suppose you did, Melanie. But maybe. I came back closer to her and cupped her tits, then kissed her gently on her lips. Maybe we will need more training, more one-on-one sessions. I have to fill you in on some advanced, uh, techniques. My guttural laugh sounded cold in the office, but Melanie knew deep down that what Coach Daniels wanted, from now on she'd do what he wanted. Her dreams of athletic glory merely served as a vehicle for my dream of fucking her again and again and again. The End This podcast is part of the Erotica Podcast Network. Visit the other channels for more stories with a different focus. Support us on Patreon to make requests for subjects you would love to hear. Thank you to those who have already reached out.